Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the 143, the virtual 143. This is Under Review, uh, here with you with another episode for the week. Yes, we're going to talk some NFL, some NFL minicamp. There's some some drama, some stuff happening that you need to be up There always on. is. There always there, is. There always is. Um, let's kick it off, though, with the stat of the week. Something pretty big that happened this week. Um, Monday night, Game 5, NBA Finals, the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, uh, clinched the finals with their very first playoff, like just championship, their very first championship. Um, in NBA history, they've been a franchise for 47 years. So your stat of the week brought to you by Andrews Logistics is that that they have now won their very first NBA championship. A lot of people are saying they're going to keep it going. It could be a dynasty that uh, has yet to reveal itself, but they were very dominant this year. I think they only lost four games in the finals, so very uh, dominant performance from the Nuggets, and congrats to all you Denver fans out there. I don't think they have a huge fan base, but congrats to all you Denver fans out there on y'all's win. And your player of the week in light of that, Decided to, to go with Mr. Nikola Jokic, who obviously got finals MVP. I mean, I think that was pretty yeah, well-deserved. And he finished the season averaging 24.5 points per game, 9.8 assists per game, and 11.8 rebounds per game. So he was basically, basically averaging a triple-double every which single is just season, which is remarkable. ridiculous. He had the first 30-20-10 game. Uh, in finals mm-hmm. history, over 30 points, over 20 rebounds, and over um, 10 assists. So that's pretty crazy as well. And you know what he said at the end of it? Just want to go home. I think uh, he was he was ready to be done, so they ended it in five. Yep. But uh, yep. it was pretty – just a pretty short series, not super exciting. Um, but congrats to the Nuggets and to um, Denver. And also just – Speaking of ending it in five, there was someone on this podcast that said that the Nuggets would win in five. I can't remember who, though. I think it was both of us. I think yeah. we were in agreement there. Um, I want to say Ian said five as well. I thought he said six. He might have said sure six. Ian said six. Okay, Ian was wrong and will never be on this show ever. The NBA expert, mind you. Um, but yeah, we did say it would be in five and that just shows that people should listen to us more often. I mean, it sounds to me like they didn't even need to have a series cause we had already called it, you know, we could have just told them who won, like they didn't even need to play. Maybe they'll do that next year with us. Um, anyways, though, that is, uh, congrats to Denver, congrats to the Nuggets. And, uh, that wraps up the NBA season. We are moving on to, um, kind of that that time in sports where it's just baseball for now. And um, so we will probably be doing a lot of football talk just like we did last year. Um, So going into that right now, everyone has started their mandatory mini camps, all the NFL teams around the nation and um, a little bit of drama at the bills, bills mini camp. Of course, there's always drama. You want to tell us about that drama? So essentially, obviously, like Joseph said, it is mandatory minicamp, but then, uh-oh, someone's not there. And it just it? so happens to be your star wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. And so obviously there's a lot of questions that raises a lot of fear for Bills players and or Bills fans. And then Sean McDermott in an interview gave 
literally no information whatsoever. He started his interview saying, I don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, we really kind of had no idea, but there was a little bit of insight that leaked to where he was possibly getting a physical done or something like that. I mean, there's really no specifics because they were trying to keep everything on the down low about what's going on with Stefan. So at this point, we're speculating, but the thing is we have some evidence for that speculation. Um, At the end of last season, he was not happy. He was visibly not happy on the sideline in the playoffs. He was didn't feel like he was getting enough targets. Um, And when he did get those targets, he didn't feel like they were in the right place, I guess. And uh, he was just frustrated with the offense. I think he was a little frustrated with his quarterback and frustrated with the organization in general. This offseason, there was a lot of talk of him moving somewhere, possibly the Cowboys. We all know that's not happening now. But um, there was just a lot of talk of him leaving the Bills. And I think what happened today on Tuesday is that he showed up but then left before I think that's correct as well. I think he was there. I'm pretty sure he was there, got his physical, and then left. And yeah. obviously, I have no idea for what. I think he's he. I, I think based on Josh Allen's comments, Josh Allen was saying that he loves Stephon Diggs. He thinks there's a lack of communication in the organization right now. I think what it's looking like is Stephon's still frustrated, and I I think he might have been frustrated with something, and he left. I think there's a lack of communication last season between. Allen and Diggs, I mean, like you said, there was visible frustration at the end of last season. And obviously people have called into question Josh Allen's ability. They know that he's a really talented quarterback. Um, he has really good he has a really good arm strength. He's pretty right. accurate. He's a big quarterback. He can run, but he's missing that clutch gene. And obviously that gets frustrating if you're Stefan Diggs, because, you know, they have failed so many times in the playoffs in recent years that I think that there is cause that's caused some tension between the two guys. Yeah. I just think um, it's tough because receivers will get to a point where they're really good and they know they're really good and then they get really frustrated. So I think um, one of like the greatest examples of just like staying humble and, you know, just doing your job was Julio Jones. Like he was in a Falcons offense for years. That was just not great, but like he never complained about his, his involvement in the offense. He always just kept going. He didn't get very many targets in the end zone. He, he rarely had touchdowns. Um, like I always think about him when I think of like a good role model right now, Stefan's I think gotten a pretty big head because last season was not just Josh Allen's fault. Stefan digs towards the end of the season, his production went way down. And that was not just because of Josh Allen. He he was dropping dropping passes and just not catching the ones that he should have been catching. Well, because what goes along with that is like whenever these receivers know that they're good, they expect to get nine, ten targets a game. Yep. And when that doesn't happen, it's like like they're double the covered. world ends or whatever. Yes, and that's what you have to understand is that in order to be successful, you may not – in order for your team to win, you may not get the ball every single play or whatever because if it's you're a, the better – receiver then obviously there's going to be more eyes on you and so that could maybe open up a slot for someone else to come in i mean it's like we saw with the nba finals like obviously Jokic is the best player on his team but he didn't take all the shots like he knew that he had to dish the ball out he had to get other players involved because in team sports one guy doing good doesn't win you every game 
You know, every now and then a guy can have a really good game and just take over. But, you know, especially a receiver, he's not doing that every game. So you have to understand your role to know that even when you're not getting targets, you're at least drawing defenders away from other targets. And um, just be happy about that. His team was very successful last year. And I think this, like, frustration between him and Allen and some of that stuff could have been the reason that they didn't end up going very far. Um, there does something to be wrong. There does seem to be something wrong with with the organization right now. If I'm Stefan Diggs, to be honest, I obviously I guess I could kind of understand some of the frustration, but I would be trying to come to terms with Mr. Allen and everyone else in the organization and trying to mend that bond because yeah. obviously, yeah, the Bills have failed in the playoffs in recent years, but that still does not change the fact that he's in a great situation. And so, you know, obviously there's the possibility of getting traded if this stuff continues yeah. and, you know, you could go somewhere where obviously you will be incredibly valuable, but you might not be in as great a situation as you would be if you're in Buffalo. And so if I'm Stefan, I'm trying to, I would try and ride it out. I'd try, I'd come to mini camp. I would beg for forgiveness you know, I'll talk to Sean McDermott and Allen privately and try and fix whatever is between these two guys. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I don't, I don't think as a receiver, I mean, as any part of the team, you really can't get a big head like this. Like it, it's just annoying when players do this. They get, you know, the money, they get the the fame that they've been wanting, that they've worked so hard for, and then it kind of gets to their head and they start thinking they're more important than they actually are. I think we've seen a lot of, this has happened to a lot of running backs and receivers. Okay. I think we've seen running back is the easiest, e most easiest replaceable position on the field, right? Running back goes down. There's always another one to come up and they all like, for the most part, you have a good O-line. You're going to have a good running back. Now, next to that is receiver. The chiefs lost Tyree kill, right? That guy is a top five receiver in the league right now. Okay. They lost Tyree kill and they gained pretty much no one. And they won the Super Bowl. It just goes to show, like, you're a good receiver, but you're replaceable. In the NFL, you're always replaceable, especially if you're a running back or a receiver. I can't speak I mean, as that, much for the defensive side, but that's offensive. But absolutely. I mean, obviously, the Chiefs, that's the main example right there. They lost their number one receiver who's been top five in the league for the last, like, five or so years and then they lose him and they do better without him than they did with him. They literally win the Super Bowl that very next year. And speaking of receiver, I think this can segue partially into the next part. Obviously DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a Cardinal. And so there is question on where he's going to go. And I think right. a lot of teams might be, you know, cautious to take him because there is the there is high risk and high reward there, right? The high risk is that he's injury prone, but the high reward is that whenever he is productive, he is extremely productive. And I have heard um, there have been rumblings about him going to the Patriots. Uh, I believe he had a visit with the Titans as well. And so, I, you know, Joseph, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? The De DeAndre Hopkins thing, I think we talked about this in a Prove Me, our first Prove Me Wrong a while ago. DeAndre Hopkins in my opinion, and, like, I still think he's a good receiver. He's he's asking for a lot of yep. money. And, like, he's asking for a lot based on his past resume, but the last two seasons for him have not been great. He's been injured and suspended uh, both of those seasons. And 
Yeah. Uh, for me, D-Hop's not a valuable signing right now. I think that you should go out and find some young talent. Right now, we've seen in the NFL, it's all about youth. They want young guys because young guys, they are quicker and also they're just a little bit more durable because they haven't been hit as much right now. Um, D-Hop is just not the same receiver that he was in his prime. And I'm thinking of this from a business perspective. And I'm actually going to talk about Stephon Diggs as well. I don't think somebody should sign D-Hop. I don't think he's going to be a valuable addition to a team. Now, maybe the Titans, because they do have money and they really don't have any receivers. So adding D-Hop might help them just a little bit. But like, I mean, I guess the Patriots don't really have a ton of receivers. But the thing is, like for a team, like he wants to go to the Bills, the Chiefs. He, he basically just wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. They don't need him. They don't have that much money to spend. And I'm going to look at the Stefan Diggs thing. If Stefan's going to cause this many problems in the seat, like if he's going to start causing problems and keep causing problems, trade him, get him out of here, get some draft picks, get some more like talent. You can get a less like um, popular receiver, but one that's younger. Stefan Diggs is getting older too, you know? So I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know like if he's worth that much problem, like that much of a well, problem. The, the other thing is, like you said, with being replaceable, Think about him in Minnesota, right? He gets mm-hmm. traded away, and what do they do? Or what does Minnesota do? They draft Justin Jefferson, and literally Stefan gets replaced like that. And Justin and Justin Jefferson better. is – yes, and he's one of the uh, top two could receivers be the best. Yeah. in the league right now. And so that just goes to show that, hey, they could, they could trade you and then get someone else that is just as good or better in a heartbeat, and no one will remember your name. But I do think that DeAndre Hopkins' value has gone down in the past couple years. Obviously, there's the suspension. There's the injury. Um, He's not worth the money he's asking for. He wants to go to the Chiefs and stuff like that. But obviously, the Chiefs have proven that they can can win with nobody's wide receiver. And then obviously, with the Patriots, I mean – they that's not really who they are you know the patriots don't yeah they're not a star receiver organization they don't pay the big the big guys the big bucks right you know they always go after those small random receivers that you've never heard of that turn out Mm -hmm. to be incredible so i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if this is it for deandre hopkins i mean obviously he might go somewhere like the titans but i just don't think he's very valuable i think um this can also go with a lot of the hype this week has been around Odell Beckham and his new purple and black uh, down there in Baltimore, I guess up there in Baltimore. And um, I mean, he's, he's getting hyped up. You know, he's always been hyped up. Number one uh, NFL football player on Instagram uh, in terms of followers. I mean, he, he's been the guy that people love to just see. And um, Nick, what do you, what are we thinking here? Obviously, um, We've talked about Odell Beckham Jr. before. Obviously, yeah. n- never been a fan. Never believed the hype. Never bought in. I don't think he's going to be the huge difference maker for the Ravens. He hasn't played a game in uh, over a year. Right. I want to yeah. say the Since last the, Super Bowl. the last game he played was the Super Bowl. He didn't even finish that game. Yep. Either he went out like like that first he or tore his second ACL. quarter. Was he getting tackled? No. He tore his ACL in an open field running, and he just tore it and, by himself. And the other thing is um, I saw someone was talking about – they were trying to compare 
um, Odell on the Ravens to Terrell Owens back in the day when he was on the Eagles. And I was like, obviously, they're trying to make it out like they're the same guy. But to me, that was just laughable because Terrell Owens is one of the best receivers of all time. And he was durable and he was a beast. And then he's still playing comparing him. Yeah, he's still playing in the (laughs) The the, fan controlled football. Almost 50 years old. He's almost 50 years old and he still plays at some level, but you got Odell over here who hasn't played in a year. And obviously the Ravens have never had a good wide receiver. Their best receiving weapon has been Mark Andrews, and he wasn't that great for them last year. But I don't think this is going to be the the end-all, be-all that makes the Ravens good. They, once again. Um, they took one in the draft, Flowers, I think. Um, I want to say he was out of Boston College. Yeah. In the first round, he could be good, but Odell's not going to be the answer. Um, you know, he I like we've always said he had he had a really good catch, one of the most like iconic catches. Um, and you know, who won that game? The That's Cowboys right. did, but you know, and, and since I'm ever like, he's not really, he just has not been all that, and now he's definitely not because he's coming off an ACL injury. I mean, other than his rookie year with the Giants, I mean, not really that good. I mean, After, yeah, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams, but to me, that was just, he just got plugged into a really, really good yeah. situation and was just a victim the of the circumstance. Season. So he was not—he was not a true I think, Ram. Also, there's a reason that he's been bounced around. You know, there's a reason it's that guys get bounced around. He's not a good locker room presence to have. Obviously, mm-hmm. the most notorious pressure. one was him and Baker Mayfield. I know that was a huge deal back in the day. They used to butt heads all the time. And then it came to that breaking point to where, um, you know, he was complaining about not getting the ball. And then you remember his dad posted highlights yep. of him when he was wide open and stuff. And then he goes to the Rams. I got, and then he hasn't I got played news for, for uh, Odell Beckham senior, I guess. Dude, there are always guys wide open. Stay always. out of it, man. Yeah, there's always a wide open guy. The quarterback like can't see everyone. You know, there's always a missed open guy. That's how it works. Okay. And also, I'm not sure I'd throw it to Odell either if he was wide open. So there you go. Dude, if I'm there's a quarterback that. and I see and I, and I see Odell's dad do that, I'm like, yeah, you're never getting the ball yep. again. That's just what I'm doing. That's personal. It's kind of weak if you're an, a professional NFL football player and your dad's trying to be the one that's your like, dad's coming out here trying to bail you out, and you're trying like to what is this little league best receivers ever? Like if you're one of the best receivers ever, then you don't need Dude, someone like that to do nobody, that for you. Nobody likes those kids whose dad does that in little league. So he's definitely not gonna. Nobody's gonna like it if your dad's doing that when you're a professional football player. Also, you should be able to stand up for yourself at that point. You shouldn't have your dad do it for you. So, um, yeah, the hype around Odell, I think he's always going to be hyped up. He's not going to be that productive this season. Also, Lamar doesn't even throw the ball. So, Lamar's um, a running. He's a running back. <laughs> like that's been the running joke is that he's a running back. He doesn't yep. throw, so there's no point in getting receivers because he's not going to use them. But, Another little yeah. hype up has been. You know, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Obviously, he's, he's there. there's some huge hype there. Um, obviously don't like it as a Cowboys fan because we're not very big Aaron Rodgers fans. I mean, I I do see them being pretty be lethal. Yeah. Obviously way better than they were last year. I don't know about hey, playoff contenders or anything like that. I am Coming looking forward to week two. 
the New York Jets come to Dallas, Texas. Hopefully, hopefully. To get destroyed. Yes. We put on a clinic. Hopefully, Micah just lights Aaron Rodgers up. I know he wants to. I need him to get in there. I mean, I keep looking at the schedule as a Cowboys fan, and it's like, oh, we've got some difficult games in we there. We have a tough schedule. I'm giving us – I gave us a, like a generous 10 and 7, you know. Yeah, I but, mean, here's the thing. If we can just get into the playoffs, with that, with that schedule, we'll be at least playoff ready. We're seeing a lot of playoff teams this year. That's so, what I think, too, is we're seeing a lot of good guys, lots of good we, quarterback talent. We were not playoff ready last season. We saw a lot of terrible teams, mm-hmm. and we barely won those games. And sometimes we lost those games. And uh, I think at least this year we'll be able to see. And, dude, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Dak. Like, we won't go. We've talked about this. We won't go into it since we're almost done here. But there's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott this year. This is it for him. And Mike McCarthy, this is it for him. So Obviously, the past two years, me and Joseph have been saying that. This is Dak's make-or-break year. This is McCarthy's make-or-break year. But we don't really see any movement in that aspect. I've seen some people saying that Dak is going to have a breakout year this year. And I'm not sure if I necessarily believe that. Obviously, there's really – no evidence that would lead me to believe that, but that has been said before, and I think you know, that's kind of bogus. You know, it would be progress if he's not leading all quarterbacks and in interceptions at the end of the season. Absolutely, missed Absolutely. five games and, was, and still. Had I was about to say record. missed missed five games at the beginning of the season and still led in interceptions. That's pathetic. Yep, that's what. Hey, that's what these mandatory mini camps are for. Everybody's getting ready. Um, we're excited, and there's definitely going to be a lot more drama to follow. There always is in the, around this time after everyone's getting back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited for some NFL football. I'm excited for it to actually start. Um, absolutely. In the meantime, we'll just keep watching those Rangers, and hopefully, they stop losing. They get out um, of this little rut. There's this little yeah. slump that they're in. They can yep. figure it out, but nonetheless. Here's your like to end our shows on under review. I'm bringing it back uh, to Nikola Jokic, who after the game last night said, don't bet against the fat boy. And that's the truth. Do not Amen. bet against the fat boy because you will be disappointed. Hey, he doesn't look the part, but he is probably one of the best. He plays the, the part history. very well. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. So congrats to the Nuggets. We've come full circle and, um, We will see you all next week with another episode of Under Review.